You're listening to Once, episode 213, Dreamcatcher Initial Reactions. Welcome back to another episode of Once, the unofficial podcast for ABC's TV show, Once Upon a Time. I'm Daniel J. Lewis. I'm Jeremy Laughlin. And we're happy to have you with us for this podcast. If you're new to the podcast, check it out at oncepodcast.com, where you can get the show notes also for this episode at oncepodcast.com slash 213. We just finished watching this episode, Dreamcatcher, and I'm going to say, and I am saying this, (laughs) this, I think was probably one of my favorite episodes of Once Upon a Time of all time. Certainly my favorite of this season. Agree. Awesome. I agree. And I don't know if it'll be one of those, it was so good, I love going back and rewatching it or parts of it. Maybe. There are certain scenes that were just perfect for the show. Oh, yeah. But yeah. Yeah, it's definitely my favorite this year and definitely my favorite in a long time. As Keb put it in our chat room, so many feels with this episode. <laughs> yeah, it was like it it ripped your heart out and then it put it back in and rubbed it nicely <laughs> and then it ripped it out again and then put it back in and gave it chocolate and then ripped it out and put it back in. And, and just when you thought it was you. back in, you found out that it had it the whole time and it was just kind of squeezing it yeah. and whispering to it. So we just finished watching this episode, Dreamcatcher, and we will have our thoughts all over the place a bit. That's why we have our full discussions coming up later in the week where you can send us your feedback and you can find that way to send us your feedback, voice message, phone number, email address, contact form. All of that is at the website oncepodcast.com. So we're going to be a bit all over the place with our thoughts, but now we know there was a purpose for the Dreamcatchers. There was, and so many dream catchers. And it makes me wonder, was Emma making the dream catchers in Camelot knowing that she would use them for this? I don't know. I only just this moment realized why she has so many. <laughs> A dream catcher for each person. Do you think, think that's why? Yeah. Yeah, because that dream yeah. catcher in the house was Violet's memories. Yeah. Why did she keep that one special and in a box and on a table? I don't know. Maybe there's something about that. That's one she pulled out of the barn, garage, whatever, right? Yes. Yeah, because we saw her hug one. She's still upset about doing it then. Right. And it it might be something like that. And it might also be that she's keeping that one to kind of remind herself of who she is and why she's doing this and what this needs to be all about. Hmm. I liked Violet better this time. Mm-hmm. I liked her better last time we saw her, and I don't think I said anything because she wasn't standing at the edge of a ball being over it. <laughs> yeah. She's just a nice girl now. And she's not Arthur's daughter and apparently <laughs> not Merlin's daughter either. Right. That we know, unless she was adopted, she is Sir Morgan's daughter. <laughs> so yes. maybe a Morgana. Is she maybe secretly Morgana? <laughs> Since she's Sir Morgan. So what, he was hoping for a son that he could name Morgan, and then it was a girl, and he said, Morgana. Morgana. Like that? But she could be completely (laughs) innocent. (laughs) You know, actually, if that was Morgana, 
I, I'm going to drop that theory now because I just realized something. Okay. If that was Morgana, Emma would not have been able to remove her heart. Probably true. So there you go. It's not Morgana. There I go. All right. It's, it's her purpose there is to break Henry's heart, which, oh, so many feels. Yeah. But now that's kind of all. So that was the only thing that actually didn't click with me this episode. I didn't, I thought Henry's reaction was slightly disproportionately strong. He drops whatever he's holding. He's like, how could she do that? It was totally out of context though. So I'm surprised he didn't just have more questions. And clearly that's kind of undone now because he can text Violet who got a phone somehow. Not sure. I mean, I'm assuming she didn't bring that from Camelot. Um, So Camelot wireless. So, you know, it, it didn't have lasting consequences. She actually did have a good reason, even though it was manipulative. Mm-hmm. But he just, now he's sort of devastated. I'm not sure if I totally understand why. Because in his mind, he thinks that his mom ripped out the heart of the girl. Well, I liked. suppose the heart ripping specifically is probably the bigger part of the, yeah. <laughs> the thing. Because really, once she had the tear, I don't, I don't know why it was, he can never know about this. Because once she got what she wanted and got the tear, shouldn't it be like, Okay, you can go back to Henry now. Here's your heart. It's cool. Um, we got what we needed. Now, sorry, Henry, for that moment, that bad date that I caused you. Um, but we freed Merlin. Yeah. Like, that's all it really, I feel like, had to happen. Which seemed like it was a slip that Emma said that. Like, she didn't want Regina to know. Oh, yeah. So, Re- Regina now knows a little bit more of what's happened Emma clearly knows everything. I know yeah. we were back and forth about some theories on that, but now we know for certain, yes, she does know what happened. She knows why they are there, I assume. Once again, we now know that the Dark One does have her memories. Yeah. And speaking of Dark One, I wonder which Dark One that was that we saw. That was one of the creepiest ever. Yeah. Although, I mean, I'm pretty sure that was... The one that Merlin misses. I'm almost positive. It's a rather short, dark one, frankly. <laughs> and wearing a mask, quite conveniently. And it was definitely Merlin in the tree. Yes, Not and definitely Morgana. Merlin in the theater. Yeah, yeah. So we know then that whatever Arthur saw was probably very similar to what Emma saw, a vision, not necessarily him actually there but some kind of vision of him since he can cast his vision across time, even though he's locked inside a tree. True, but the apprentice can realm jump or could, or is he still alive? No, the apprentice <laughs> is dead. Yeah. Which, oh man. I'm, ke- I'm losing track. Merlin's going to learn that at some point if he didn't know it already. Hmm. Yeah. By the way, Sir Morgan could still be Morgana because the other name Morgana <laughs> is known as is Morgan oh. Le Fay. Hmm. He, that could still be a connection there. I thought when we saw Merida looking through Gold's shop, I thought we were going to see her do something to Belle, actually, like take Belle or threaten Belle's life, and that would make Rumple a hero. How'd she open the door with an arrow? <laughs> I don't know. It's just her her way of doing things, I guess. <laughs> That's the way she opens doors all the time at home. <laughs> kind of like when i was learning how to do karate for the first time i would ridge hand 
and sidekick everything I could. Doors, cabinets, refrigerator doors, drawers. I mean, yes. Inanimate objects only, for sure. She enjoys her bow and arrow. Cruella's car is for sale, by the way. Did you notice that? No. Yeah, in one of the (laughs) opening scenes, we saw it, and I thought, that looks like Cruella's car. And I realized on the front, on the windshield, it's written, for sale. Oh, gosh. Who's selling it? The owner's (laughs) dead. I don't know. It's it's been repoed by someone. (laughs) So Merlin lost his love, and that made him susceptible to the Dark One. Do you think the woman he loved is uh any anything special to the story probably maybe she's morgana i'm just gonna start theorizing that everybody's <laughs> Everything's morgana. morgana uh well probably what what i was a little uncertain about in that scene is but i think i had we kind of got the answer by the end is whether this was the beginning when he tethered the dark one to the dagger or this was later and it looks like that had already happened. Yeah. Except he commanded the Dark One with the dagger, but then the Dark One managed to get the dagger anyway. Mm-hmm. They very carefully kept one side from us so we couldn't see the name. Yeah, that's true. Although I will be going back and <laughs> in HD zooming in to see if we can see a name, but most likely we can't. I loved seeing the teamwork between Emma and Regina. And, yes. And a lot of cool stuff was happening back in Camelot that really makes me wonder... How did we get to where we are in Storybrooke? Right. I noticed Emma's voice, especially when she was with Henry, it's very different. I mean, I knew she was speaking differently, but it was really pronounced when she was driving her bug and talking with Henry. And it was starting to, in the flashbacks, she was starting to use those inflections more and more, the more magic she used, which makes sense. But yeah, that the scene with the Dreamcatcher and Emma and Regina is probably one of my favorite moments in a really long time because it just feels natural and like actual payoff for things that we've seen over the years yeah yeah and then back in storybrook emma reminded regina i need you to trust me she did say that again she's been asking for trust a lot it makes me wonder is there something that is going on that we can't know yet like something that emma is hiding but all along she's doing things trying to do the right thing but trying to manipulate things so that maybe she's trying to trick someone else into doing something i don't know or she's trying to get her heart ready to let go the question the big question now is not only what happened because i think we can see the progression and we had a hint of what was wrong something about her it's like Head Rumple was telling her in the beginning, she somehow she's become attached to the dark magic back in Camelot with the things she's been able to do and using it more casually. So based on what Merlin said, she must her heart must not have been ready to be separated from the darkness. But then the big question is, where is Merlin now? Yeah. I mean, I would think that he of all people wouldn't be necessarily subject to whatever brought them back if he doesn't want to be. And he's not Peter Peter Pumpkin Eater. (laughs) Right. Maybe he's a pumpkin now instead of a tree. Maybe. But, you know, speaking of pumpkins, you know what fills our pumpkin with gladness and joy? (laughs) You mean after someone's cut the top off and scooped all the innards out? And 
carves a beautiful smile into our pumpkin of a mm. podcast. <laughs> our wonderful supporters and heroes for the podcast. So special thanks in this episode to David Newland, Lisa Slack, Irvin Z. Martinez, and our 29 Patreon backers. Thank you. We could not do this pumpkin of a podcast without you. It might turn back into a pumpkin after midnight if it wasn't for your kind contributions. We are very, very grateful for your support and for your being a hero to the podcast. If you have not yet had the opportunity to be a hero and you'd like to be a hero to the podcast, keep it running, enable us to upgrade things, bring new things to you and more stuff to you, then please go to oncepodcast.com slash hero and check out your options over there to contribute on a regular ongoing basis, or you can even do your amazon.com shopping through our links. If you need an Amazon link for your own country, then we can provide one for you if that's not available there on that page. But go to oncepodcast.com slash hero to become a hero for the podcast. And thank you for your support. So there was a kiss between Violet and Henry, but it didn't break the curse. Well, that wasn't really a kiss. It was, it was a, a kiss, kiss on the cheek. Yeah. And Guys, they're 13. And 13 dates at Granny's, candlelit dinners. It's a little much. And carnival in a can. <laughs> my mom texted me and said, my dad wants to know how she knows what a can is. <laughs> <laughs> but interesting how that parallel is a carnival in a can. And then in Storybook, they went to a carnival. Which was not in a can. No. Thankfully. Or was it? This whole thing, if one of my theories is true, this whole thing could basically be in a can of someone's imagination or someone's test or something. Yeah. But that Emma has all of these dream catchers makes me think that this is not so much a curse on everyone, but that they simply had their memories removed temporarily. Mm -hmm. And Storybrooke was already there, so it's not like a curse had to right. be cast. Do you think the smaller dream catchers are for people whose heads just weren't holding quite as much? Maybe. Mm -hmm. Oh, and plenty of Neil uh, remembering yeah. as well in this episode. Quite a lot. Yeah. Which, Rumpel's Girl, sorry. We know that made you probably cry. And there were a <laughs> lot of things in this episode that actually made me feel like crying a couple of times, too. And so many really cute things. All the beautiful feels. things and sad things. <laughs> yeah. So many feels <laughs> as keb put it <laughs> keb our manager of the timeline check it out at oncepodcast.com slash timeline if you haven't by the way you got to see cora again i mean we all did but we yeah. all know that that's mainly for you yeah nice throwback to season one in in that and reminding us i like how they're really tying the history of once upon a time Mm -hmm. into each episode and not making it so much that each episode is kind of like standalone from its history but mm -hmm. reminding us this is where we were four years ago or five right. years ago or three years ago or whatever and i think that's what makes it feel like one of the best episodes ever is because it's really connected it's our characters it's not a continual march into something we've never seen before it's flowing out of the story that's been established for a long time Right. And connecting with us, too, on an emotional mm -hmm. level, on a, a plot level. Mm -hmm. One thing that I think I really want to see how this is going to turn out and how can this possibly happen. It seems like Merida is raising Rumpel now to be a hero to battle 
Emma. Yeah, she only mentioned that once. Yeah. She's kind of slipped it in there. So, what is Emma's plan there? See, I don't know how he can battle Emma. Because he has to battle her and then take the sword out of the stone. But then Emma's going to be the one to reunite the dagger with Excalibur. Mm -hmm. And my guess is that Emma's secret plan is she wants to reunite the dagger with Excalibur and destroy the darkness from inside herself. That's what I'm thinking might be her secret plan, but she can't let anyone know because maybe, I don't know, bad things will happen. (laughs) Bad, bad things. But it was really neat. I loved seeing her wielding both light magic and dark magic in order to free Merlin. Yeah, that was kind of weird. So I guess that would be how that particular spell reacted with her magic. Perhaps, or perhaps that's what was needed all along, is Mm. someone who could wield both light and dark magic. At first, I thought that little potion they made brought back her light magic and removed the dark one from her. But then I realized now the dark stuff is around her too. Yeah, and that would have been way too easy. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's all we had to do. So a a lot of cool things in this episode, and I know we'll be picking out more details and such coming up in our full discussion. And we'd love for you to send us your feedback. Go to oncepodcast.com slash 213 for the show notes for this episode and click on the buttons there. Submit it to Reddit and stumble upon and tweet it and Google plus it and Facebook it and all of that cool stuff. Share it. Yes. Share it with others. This is magic. This is a pumpkin that's meant to be (laughs) shared. So go out there to onespodcast.com slash 213 and also send us your feedback and your theories. What do you think is going on? Where do you think this is going to go? What are some of the little Easter eggs and such that you might have noticed from this and other cool things that we'll be able to include from you in our upcoming full discussion episode? We do our full discussions live on Wednesday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern time over at oncepodcast.com slash live. And make sure you use that link to visit it whenever we're live because we might be using different technologies or switching things around. So always use that link. And then on Sunday nights, like tonight, we're live 15 minutes after the episode airs in Eastern and Central Time, 9.15 p.m. Eastern Time at oncepodcast.com slash live. And thank you for everyone who joined us for the live show. We'd love for you to be part of it. If you can't make it to a live show, send us your feedback so that we can include you in the podcast as well. All that information is over on the website at oncepodcast.com. Please connect with us as well on Twitter at Once Podcast. And I'm Daniel J. Lewis on Twitter at The Roman Noodle. I'm Jeremy Laughlin on Twitter at Fleegon. That's P-H-L-E-G-O-N. Please rate us and review us in iTunes if that's how you found us at oncepodcast.com and click on the iTunes button and subscribe to the podcast if you aren't already. But until next time, remember, being a tree, good for your skin. And thanks for listening. Once Podcast is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx.
Big thanks to our sponsors and heroes for this episode of the podcast. If you'd like to be one of them and keep the podcast going, then please go to oncepodcast.com slash hero. And thank you for your support.